0: Support for Oyster World Radio comes from you, our listeners. If you would like to support the show, visit the link in the show description or visit patreon.com forward slash Oyster Radio. For only $5 a month, you get all of the behind-the-scenes coverage of how these random interviews materialize, plus some travel tips. So don't miss out and support the show today. More support means meeting more people that you would normally never meet, less travel headaches while you're on the road, and you get to learn the ins and outs of everywhere i go become a patreon and an expert traveler at patreon.com forward slash radio and support the show today welcome to oyster world, <laughs>
1: oyster
0: world.
1: <laughs> radio
0: Hello, oysters, and welcome to another episode of Oyster World, radio the podcast where we broaden our perspectives by listening to the stories of people from all over the globe. I'm Nathan Lieberman, and in this episode, Koketsu Mushi and I just talk. We just talk. This is episode three of four of the Apartheid series, and after the first two conversations, today is a genuine conversation in an attempt to make sense of it all. Race, white, black, what's happened... It's happening, and what needs to happen are all hard topics to talk about, but they need to be talked about. This is my attempt to do just that. I'm lucky enough to get Kuketsu's perspective. So let's get right into it. Coming from Joburg, South Africa, I hope you enjoy my conversation with Kuketsu Moushe. Welcome to Oyster World Radio. Yay!
1: We're really excited to have you on. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Yeah,
0: I'm excited for all my listeners to meet you because as soon as you walked in my door to come help us with our <laughs> terrible laziness in, in, in travel. Yeah. I knew I had to have you on the show. Oh,
1: thank you very much. And thank
0: you. you have one hell of a story.
1: Yo. Yeah, I have an interesting story. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: And th- it, lives up, it lives up to those words. I've had some interesting stories, but yes. Uh, <laughs> and it's one that I think is really important for a lot of people to hear. Yeah, at the same thank time. you, thank you. So I think we thank should you. go ahead and get started. What do you yeah. think?
1: Yeah, I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm trying so to be excited. calm right now. But yeah, I'm so excited. I'm sorry. I'm not gonna get overwhelmed. <laughs> no, yes. not yet. Until I barrage the questions. And um, look, um, for someone who's gonna listen to it, I hope you do enjoy it, you know. Yeah. We all cross cross paths in different stories, you know, mm-hmm. in different experiences. And I hope someone out there, it resonates with that person.
0: It will, because yeah. stories are just the the thing that connected yeah. people the most. Just, when you feel what someone else has felt and you hear their words yeah. and hear their voice, it's powerful. Yeah, that's so true. Thank
1: you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so let's get to that whole resonating thing. Okay. So you were born here. You were you were born in a district outside Johannesburg, but it came very quickly back towards the city in yes. Johannesburg to yes. the infamous Soweto yes. township. Yes, yes. And I, know, I don't know if a lot of people know a lot about the details of apartheid, but that Mm-mm-mm-mm. is where... Uh, the black community was pushed out of the city, but mm, 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 mm. so there's a lot of like stigmas and probably stereotypes and mm. things that people don't know. But what what was going on there when you, especially as a kid?
1: So let me actually up... tell you. So yes, you are right. I was born in a place called Hamanskraal. Back then, it was called Guguitaswana. And then my grandmother actually used to work in a factory.
0: Oh, well, she worked in a factory.
1: Yes, so she was like one of those taters. And then she actually had a choice. So I I think the factory was closing down, so they gave her an option. We either give you money or the house that you were staying in were in while you were around, because they had to stay around the factory. She was okay, she was from the Eastern Cape. Like she also has her own story to tell. Mm-hmm. But you can then stay at this house. My grandmother chose otherwise and she said, nah.
0: I want the money. Yes, I'm going to Soweto.
1: I'm going to hustle. So that's how we came about staying in Soweto. Yes, my mom and her sisters were then born, obviously. And we moved to Soweto, yes, when I was around four. And I was born in 1990. So this is still during apartheid.
0: Mm -hmm. But
1: Mandela just got released from prison.
0: Chaos. Chaos. Ah! Yeah, so it what? was
1: so interesting. I promise you. You know the people that lived during that time. They they saw, like even the pictures when you look Nelson Mandela standing there with Winnie Madikizela Mandela, their fist in the air. Mm-hmm. You can see that South Africans now have hope. Mm-hmm. So now that's the time I'm born during. That.
0: So you're born and you're like in the midst of this chaos. <laughs> I
1: found it, it was eight.
0: great chaos. Yes!
1: Back the time I'm born, 1990, mm-hmm. towards the end, because South Africa became a democratic. There was a democratic election in 1994, and mm-hmm. that's when the African National Congress, also known as the ANC, came into power. Gotcha. So four years.
0: You were four years old at the time. So what can you take us to? Was there? Did you notice any of this? Because you were so young.
1: Can I tell you what? But- I remember growing. I, I I have memories of me in Hammanskrow. I have memories of me growing up in Soweto. But apartheid, I never remember how it was. I was too young. Mm-hmm. And I stayed in Soweto. And everything was in Soweto. If things were needed, people had to come here in Johannesburg. Mm-hmm. You know, they had to travel. I was still young. They would never travel with me because Johannesburg. You are too young. Yes. Way too young. So now, however, there is something that I still experience, you know, and I still remember. So while apartheid was going on, African tribes were fighting with each other. So it was the Basutu people who were originally from Lesotho. They came up. And Nkata Freedom Party, which is one of the, which is actually by, what is his name? It's a Butelezi guy, um, old man. Mm-hmm. He rules the Zulu nation. Gotcha. They only listen to kings Wedding They still have a monarch. No one, even, okay, been the vendor people, but they have one of the biggest monarchs. Like, they have absolute power in, in South Africa. Because gotcha. that uh, tribe actually runs the whole taxi industry in South Africa. Okay, so yeah. they, they, got a, they, they got a lot of They power. got a lot of power, yes. Yeah. And they're known for fighting as well. Yes. So now, what I experienced is. Those two but were fighting, so what they used to do is they used to go house to house and actually kidnap boys really? and take kids yes
0: to to grow their numbers or for yes. ransom or yes. yes or both to
1: grow for numbers and to also kill because in in African tradition not not African tradition excuse me not African tradition in witchcraft nah, you use a person as a sacrifice, especially mm. a young kid, a young kid because. They have no sin. They're still pure.
0: Gotcha. And okay, so before... they did
1: spiritual cleanses with kids as well.
0: And I and I heard this before, but witchcraft has a big part in the, the community.
1: Yay.
0: Which I don't... Soweto
1: is worse. You even see owls, bro. Like the witch, the witchcraft in Soweto is on another level. But the one in Limpopo, it's worse. Because apparently they travel even on breads. Like imagine someone literally, you know, a bread, a loaf of bread, mm. and climbing it and then being in a place like that. There hmm. are so many stories of witchcraft in South Africa. Like sometimes it also scares me, but I have seen things happen in Soweto that indicated and are witchcraft. Really, yes. just like you and can't that's, explain one, it. And no, I can tell you a couple of things. But and that's one of the main reasons I also didn't mind leaving Soweto. Mm. You know, and that's why I came to Joburg when I got that job. I moved in with those guys. You know, I moved to Johannesburg, It's a different setting. No one knows me here. Mm-hmm. And so it, everyone knows you. Everyone knows your life. Mm-hmm. They become jealous. Become vindictive. They become poisonous. Gotcha. And now they start practicing what dark magic. And yeah, it
0: works. And it actually
1: works. <laughs> so now imagine I'm four. So now these tribes are fighting. I'll never forget my grandmother hiding us.
0: Was it because? And, and this is because so
1: this is before apart during apartheid, but that is me experiencing, like a not even a war, but it's some. It, it, Basically it was because now you're literally going into people, taking people, killing people, fighting with another it was just crazy.
0: And you're a kid, so you And were I'm talking. a kid,
1: exactly. So then after that still I still I've I've I'm not gonna lie. I never personally experienced apartheid, but my mother did. My grandmother did, my uncle did.
0: Which is just shows how recent it was as well. Exactly, you
1: know? and it affected everyone around me. That's why we were taught Education is key because no one will ever take it from you. So apartheid, everything was actually cool in South Africa. If you look at the history. Well, not really cool. I mean, not cool, but: Yeah, but yeah, for us, we were, we were just chilled. You know we were living in the rural lands, you know, had farms, land, now we don't have any land. it' you know, taken from us, you know.' Uh, yeah. uh, so now it's like this, this whole fight um, thing in South Africa called land expropriation. where they're saying the government is saying they must bring back the land. Because it's ours, you know. People are fighting. They said, my grandfather, they are still buried there. You came with your uncle from eighteen what You took the farm. We want the farm. Land expropriation, mm-hmm. and it's like hectares of land.
0: I think that just shows how chaotic this time was. Like it's
1: so nineteen seventy. Okay, crazy. so like everything changed. Like everything, a complete dramatic Let me, let me explain, parted from what I've heard, what I've learned. And what I've seen, you know, through people. Apartheid was a very dark time in history for South Africa. And especially for black people. People of color. So what happened is, there were... It was called... um, What is this? It's an an African term, sorry. Slacks blankies, like blacks, you know. And then this is for white people. There was literally segregation. You couldn't walk through the door, the same door that a white person walks through. You were treated like nothing. You were you, Even a dog had a better life than a black person in South Africa during that time. Imagine a dog. As a black person, you were treated far lesser than that. And that's they true. literally said, black people, we're going to put you in townships. We're going to put you in a place where we're going to monitor you. You know, the roof, the ceiling. So they built these houses, right? For black people. Cause I mean, where are we going to go? You took land, where are we going to go? Yeah. And don't forget gold got discovered in Johannesburg. So where was the money? Johannesburg. So diamonds, diamonds were discovered at Kimberley. And then after diamonds were found, then gold came. That's where the Afrikaans and the the British fight. They have their own fight because apparently someone went onto the map and said this is part of the British colony. It's no longer part of the Dutch colony. The people that were here were like, what the, <laughs> so what now the even hell? the whites nice. are, fight, are fighting against each other. Hey, South Africa's full of drama, hey. <laughs> yeah. <well, it's> <laughs> so there was amazing. this thing called the Anglo Boer War, where Anglo I think it means white up. British or something, mm. and then poor obviously uh farmer poor mm. means farmer, but' it's actually as uh, Afrikaans people they had like a like like bloodshed, but not the kind of bloodshed that it, they still do today, you know yeah. that the, yeah. the white people have done to us blacks in South Africa that's nothing it's 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 nothing, right. and it's said that every time you speak to an Afrikaans person, they're always going to tell you about that war. they justify it. you cannot justify what your forefathers did. It is unjustifiable. You cannot. Mm-mm. You cannot die. Apartheid was so bad. South Africans were put in, were forced actually, to study in a language that wasn't theirs. Mm-hmm. It wasn't their mother tongue. Yes, English, it's a international language. You know, mm-hmm. But obviously because of relation to, to South Africa and the press as well.
0: Right.
1: But still, now you...
0: But the forcing?
1: You're an Afrikaans policeman. You're terrorizing me. It is, it is terrorism, honestly. It is terrorism. Like, it's just crazy. Not ter-
0: terrorism and complete suppression. Hey, hey, Oppression.
1: hey, 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 It's everything. It's so now you can imagine there are these intelligent black people coming out. You know, you're Oro Tambo, one of the forefathers of the ANC. Mm-hmm. You have those intelligent, you know, Steve Biko, black consciousness. Brilliant mind, you know, all these people are coming up, they're questioning what is this? What is this? Yeah, no, this car, this isn't isn't right. No, nothing good about this. America, there's also some things going on there. Yeah, the UK,
0: yeah,
1: Germany, yeah, no, the world is chaotic. The world is still chaotic. The world world is still chaotic, of course.
0: (laughs) And of course, I mean, you, you, what you, in what I've learned here too, it's amazing to me that everyone doesn't know what happened here. Maybe because it's recent. Has it, has no, I don't, I don't this happened what. at
1: nineteen. Apartheid, I think, started in nineteen. 19. It's, it's still fairly new. Yeah, it's yeah so, to think uh, of. It's not like centuries, or it's still fairly new. Yeah, and that's why there's so much instability. Uh, like even if you look at the markers, like our president, there's always there's always drama politics in South Africa because no, we're still trying not, to heal because people are not laying things on the table politicians will always be politicians yeah. but we're not being honest with each other so now people are questioning "What's this mm-hmm. and then the, the apartheid government which is of course Afrikaans, imposed this language it was going to be the medium of instruction imagine being taught in Afrikaans. Ha-ha, <laughs> ha like they speak it's, it's like a Germanic it's, it's, language. It's, 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 it's completely Dutch, Yeah, different. but it's yeah. like Dutch as well. Yeah. Dutch, German, it's, it's, a, it's somewhere there. It's after. Completely different. Yes.
0: And that, that was the basis of education. Yeah. So you had to learn high levels of a new, completely yeah. different language just to get education.
1: That, on top of the fact that everywhere I go, I carry a passport. At any moment, a policeman can stop his car and beat me for nothing.
0: With nothing happening
1: to him? Just because you're five minutes late. Six o'clock, everybody must be in. Five, literally. You're using what? A train. The trains are overpopulated.
0: Yeah. What if you can't get on the train?
1: You walk. You're not supposed to walk in certain areas. You're going to get, you know German shepherds? Mm-hmm. Sorry to say that. Like, they're cute and everything. I love German shepherds. But I promise you, if you show a person from back then, then you call that the apartheid dog. Because that's the dog that they used mm-hmm. as cops. But they taught those dogs how to kill, how to cause harm to, to black people. They Even dogs in your color. Can you can you believe it?
0: And they were trying to do that. Yes. But they did that with So time.
1: now imagine, I forgot it's being imposed. These students are like, hell no. So at happiness, they organized the march. It was supposed to be different high schools in Soweto. I don't, I forgot where they were marching to, but they were marching and saying, guys, no. I think they were marching to. Some I think union buildings. I forgot. I'm sorry. You, you guys will just have to Google. Yeah, that. we'll just have to. Everyone Google. <laughs> yeah, Google. They should Google be googling baby. this anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um. So now, there's a school in Soweto. It is called. It isn't called. It is called. It is. Called, it's called Morris Isaacson. Don't ask me why. These students are walking. It's in a township called Central Western Jabavu in Soweto. They are walking to Orlando. Mm-hmm. Now, if you, you better Google Orlando because. That's where actually the two Nobel Prize winners come from. Mm. Archbishop Desmond Tutu and Nelson Mandela come from, you know. So they're walking towards there to meet all the other students because this was spread. You know, I was staying in a location called Luction mm. <laughs> called Pimple. So Orlando's not far. Literally, it's five minutes walk. Yeah. Well, not far. Yeah, five. Now they've built a bridge. It's like five minutes. But back then, it took you forever because there was no tower road. It was just Gravel everywhere. Like, Mm -hmm. we never had any tower road in Soweto. So, there was no
0: paved roads? Nothing
1: in Soweto. The only paved road that you saw was here in town.
0: Yeah.
1: So, now these students are walking, they're protesting. And guess who they shot? They shot Hector Peterson. And that's why June 16 is such a very important public holiday. It's Youth Day, because the youth took a stand that day Mm -hmm. and said, We are enough. It hurts that such a young kid had to be killed. You know, but I guess certain things happen for certain reasons, because today we can speak about that boy. Mm-hmm. And he was innocently shot. There's a, there's a very iconic picture where his sister's carrying him with machine in who's now, has apparently been gone for the actually 50 years now, 60 years, because it was part of the guerrilla movement, you know, people that actually wanted to kill apartheid, you know, has mm. since been disappeared. So that's when apartheid started being on fire in 1976. Now you can imagine it only got sorted out in 1994.
0: So there was a lot. <laughs> There's
1: a lot of issues. fighting still to be still yes. to be done. So now imagine for all those years as well as black people, Gazetas heart, Like I'm not gonna lie, those people. Like if you if you look at everything, you know, I mean that's why the ANC, as much as it's now corrupt and everything. It it is instrumental in South African history. Um, they stood for black people. They stood, you know, for 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 better change, for equality, for for democracy. And to see apartheid, and with other countries also supporting the Afrikaans. And there were so many coups. I, I know there's a famous coup that has is in history. It's called the Jameson Raid. Some constable something Jameson was planning a coup to overthrow the Afrikaans government the day before something happened and the coup didn't happen, yeah.
0: you know.
1: Um so there the people I mean there were white people as well, you know, that were fighting, I mean Jan Smart. I know in history he was actually it is called what is it called? The Afrikaans National Party. It was the National Party NPR. Mm. It was called India. That's how serious they were. It was called the NP. Well, the, like, so Nationals like yeah, Smart Party took that, that on that and said, familiar. No guys, this can't be done and he lost. You know. It it shisses. It, it and it still hurts today because throughout what has happened, and I think I mentioned earlier on, I, I will always congratulate Germany on it because they were able to go back and teach and say what we did was wrong.
0: Yeah. Yeah, during the war, they were able to... Yes,
1: even the Holocaust, you know, what we did was wrong. And they took full responsibility of it. And they're still taking full responsibility of it today. In South Africa, what happened? (laughs) Mandela decided to say we are the rainbow nation. Without having to deal with the inequalities of the past. Without having to deal with the pain of the past. The horrors of the past. Yes, there was a new constitution that was drafted, that was implemented. You know, there's the highest court in the land, actually. is about 10 minutes from where we're currently sitting right now. <laughs> That's how Amazing. cool Johannesburg is. Yeah, yeah. this is the center of it all. <laughs> this
0: is the center of it all. Exactly. South
1: so, I mean, yo, 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 guys. Apartheid is something else. Now, what you got, you got music- musicians as well. Legendary, I don't know if you know, Huma Sekela. he was a well-known trumpet player. He was actually in the first King Kong movie, oh, yeah. which was actually in Broadway production. Yes, yes, in New York. <laughs> Just like that. Um, Mira Makeba, I don't know if you know her. Mm-hmm. Hi, boo. I know, um, I don't. You know, I'm, you don't know Bera I am oh uncultured,
0: that's why. I'm an country Midwest She's like white Nina Simone. She's on. the
1: Nina Simone of, like, basically, she's the Nina Simone of South Africa. Mm-hmm. If not Africa, if not the entire world actually as well. Okay, yeah. She was on the same <laughs> path. That's how, like, that's how good <laughs> cool she is. So now you found all these uh, singers, you know. How, how are you going to inform people through music? That's when they went overseas as well. Mm-hmm. They went to New York. You know, they sang about, that's why we used to call them struggle songs. I mean, if you even, I mean, these records are from 50, 60 years ago. It's, it's, you can, you can see it. Because, yeah, because, you know, I've, I've seen apartheid through the people around me, through even till today, I'm still experiencing apartheid to some extent. Yeah. You know, there's still that segregation. There's a lot of racism in South Africa, I'm not going to lie. I'm not I mean, gonna let. we're not talking about hundred
0: years ago. This was like,
1: now this exactly. Is still happening. Yeah. So, and people, it, it's funny when you sit down with people, you you need to be honest. There's something called the white smile. I, I, I need to show it to you. Okay. So if you meet a white person, so like when you meet black people, it's like hi. We always take out our teeth, but white people they do this.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a, <laughs> and it, you guys couldn't see what you did, but it was the no teeth, like, cheek-up smile. Yeah, it's
1: called the white smile, you know?
0: Oh, uh, yeah, okay. I'm it's, guilty it's, of yeah.
1: that. <laughs> you call it the white smile because that's how white people smile. Now you don't really want to smile because your teeth are down. So you just, you just, like, I mean, come on, guys. Take out your teeth next time. Okay. And it looks so weird, though, because now I love Twitter. I'm not going to lie. I love Twitter because there's something called, there's something, called black twitter yeah <laughs> we're black people we just talk about us and our problems and we just make fun of it you know if you're going to take black twitter seriously you No, yeah, you are wasting your time but i mean you, you when you have such platforms you also get to connect with people from other countries you, know? mm-hmm. you get to see so as apartheid no one knew no one knew what was happening in south africa mm-hmm until the musicians started infiltrating, you know. Miriam Makeb actually won an award at the Venice uh, Film Festival Award, I think, for her role in King Kong because she was one of the main actors. So that's how big she was, you know. Mm -hmm. She knew him. uh, What's this? Harry Belafonte. They were friends. He's big in American music and it's actually everywhere in the world. You know, they started seeing pictures bit by bit. And that's when, you know,
0: Things started really... Still,
1: things started changing. Changing. The international media had interest. Um, and What's they started on? questioning, you yeah. know. People came. There are pictures oh. of apartheid. You know, they, they, there's evidence. That everything is there. But we're still a broken society. Uh, there's so much that still needs to be done. And even now with myself sitting here, I need to build generational wealth. Like... It's crazy. If the land wasn't taken, maybe from my forefathers, maybe I could have been far. Even if you look at history, black people, actually, the technique that they used, there's a mapungubwe there's rhino. It's a big rhino that at the University of Pretoria. It's, that's another university. It's another story for another day. <laughs> but um, Pretoria is a very Afrikaans place. Yeah. So you can imagine Afrikaans everything there. So now this rhino, when it got discovered, was made of gold. They found other things as well, but it was actually they took it from a black tribe. So if you look at South African history, that tribe, it it is Mapungubwe. That's the place, the place of gold. The techniques they used, even the white people didn't know. Yeah. And they had gold. They were they were dressed in gold. They had gold everywhere. It was taken from them. Yeah. Everything was taken from us.
0: Entire even way now, of life and people, even now, even now with
1: the media, you know, they they're still taking that from us. I mean, in South African newspapers, you find that a black man—they even show you the picture of the black man raped. What what? You know, there was a rape in a case not long ago. A white boy raped a white girl at one of the restaurants. Imagine your parents are there. He's raping a kid there in the bathrooms, but because he was a white guy. This picture was never taken out after three days. People were fighting on Twitter. We got the picture after people managed to get it after, I think five hours. That's how efficient Twitter is. If I want to know anything,
0: yeah, Twitter. I've Twitter, gone to Twitter. Yeah,
1: you know, even today, it's it still segregates us. So apartheid years might have happened back then, but it's still part of our everyday lives.
0: Yeah, and uh, I'm glad that we. We talked about this is was going to be about your story, but this is yeah. This, it's, so, it's so important that people know what happened here and how yeah. it it's not over. It's not over. It is far from over. How far from over?
1: Very far. And, and and it's like education. I was saying, sorry, I I don't like racist people. I'm against racism, like wholeheartedly. Like it irks me. Yeah. You know, like even now at the job that I'm working, temp job, I get to meet a lot of clients. Because I'm black, I'm never approached. Really? Yes. And I'm working with two white guys. They're younger than me. They're still doing their degrees. I'm running now on my own. And now I'm going to start doing my second degree. But I've got such much experience in life, working history. But because of the color of the skin, I'm treated differently. They're treated differently it's apartheid oh guys it's it's, it's a a sensitive subject anyway what was i talking about
0: no it's just like it's it's um
1: it's crazy it's It's fucking crazy
0: is what it is from top to bottom so now it just doesn't make as much as
1: i hate racist people i'm one person i always say apartheid is not gonna end because the white man i'm sorry for saying this the white woman instead of instilling cultural, honest backgrounds and information to their kids growing up, their kids will then be able to see black people as normal people. But from a very tender young age, white kids are brought up in a way that a black person is basically an alien. From I've experienced it firsthand. And that's when I saw that For us to change everything, you need to start having conversations in your houses. Yeah. You need to start having conversations with your kids and making them understand. You also need to change the whole education system in South Africa. Do you know, in primary school, I was taught about Jan van Riebeek.
0: What the heck is
1: that? Jan van Riebeek was a Dutch guy that came and landed in Cape Town. And then he took Cape Town. And then, like, yeah, he he took hold of Africa... And then he messed us up as well. And he messed up the white people. And we were black. That. Black people have always been messed up. Because Jan van Riebeck also messed us up. And I was told about that. I was taught how how glorified a white man is. I was taught about white history. I was never taught about black history up until I got into university. That is 18 years of my life.
0: It was surrounded by...
1: From 1994 till 2008. 14 years later. I apartheid stole the foundation even till today. Only now they're starting to change the education system a bit. They they must write the truth. They must teach the young ones the truth and stop masking it. So that's that's where you start. Then the the coming generation, you teach them, Mm -hmm. and say, guys, this is how it is. But you, as well as a parent, you need to find forgiveness. I don't care, honestly. I don't care man like you're just white that's it you're a person yeah. I don't care but don't treat me any differently and we should always
0: treat each other based on our the fact that we're people oh my it's, it's crazy do, like our actions and our character that's and what you everyone know what wants. black people
1: are doing now black people are infiltrating everything you go to the suburban areas we are buying those mansions yeah we are buying those Lamborghinis we're buying those shares we, we are there, and they still hate us, and they're still moving. Now, where are they moving well,
0: to? Well, good luck.
1: Good. No, where are they moving to? Australia. I think we And Australians are like, no, we don't want you back. We <laughs> don't want you to no. go back. <laughs> and now where do they go? They go to that land that was stolen from our forefathers. Now we are coming to take that land back. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, land expropriation is, is a policy that the South African government wants to install, where they look back and say, okay, black... No, land was taken from black people. Not in the right ways, because obviously the white man came. Mm -hmm. So now that land needs to go back to the black person. Yes, fine, that white man has grown maize, has done this, has done that. It's for families. You know, you're taking... Because if you take that white man, those black people are not going to have jobs. So now those black people... you're, No, I still want that land. It's rightfully mine,
0: and it was taken from me.
1: Unjustly. It was taken from me. There is a big, there was a big court case in South Africa, in Four ways is four ways one of those suburban areas, one of their most elite suburbs. Even though it's got a lot of traffic, these people were forcefully removed there. And guess what? They built there. They built a complex. They're charging people like one point two million. You are moved from that land. And you're telling me because you paid me 500,000 rand, that's enough. No, it's not enough. I want all your money and I want my land back. You made the money with, no, give me my land back. And now you've taught me what to do with the land. Let me do it. Because you, as a white man, you never gave me education because you thought I didn't deserve it. I wasn't worthy. Imagine someone saying to you, you're not worthy. Not only learning. that, it's like
0: deeper. It's like you, like you as a person. Yeah. Not, not, not even that. You're like less less of a person. You aren't worth, worthy of anything Yeah. That have. And
1: that's why I think You're it's learning. important for me to go back to school and study law and understand more. Because yeah. I'm also a learner. I'm also a teacher, you know. We all learn from each other. We all teach, you know. You teach as well. Because, I mean, we all have our own different life experiences. But I want to understand the foundation. And believe me, I want to make a change. I that's why I said I, I still need to build up generational wealth. I want to leave a legacy. I'm not here to to play around, you know. I yes, I've been playing around for like guys. I've been partying like crazy. Well, sometimes you gotta have fun. <laughs>
0: Come on, let's be real.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I, I I want to leave a legacy. I want to leave history. I want when I pass away. I want my kids and their kids, and their kids' kids, to have money. Do you know you have, like, to know. guys, like, you know guys, apparently the story so real in South Africa even now. One of the wealthiest families in South Africa. Hey, guys, no these people, you know generational wealth? Wealth that's going to feed your family for 200 years.
0: Yeah, it's going to go on for a 1,000 years, maybe. And
1: these kids are also building it. Yeah. That's what I want to build.
0: And Old know, many. I, got, I gotta say, coming here too, and doing the couple tours that we did, and you see so much different dynamics to the city, there's a lot of the vacant oh. skyscrapers of people that left, but there's also this revival. That's what you're saying. It's just like the spirit. Of yes. the city, and you hear all these things yes. about the city that it's dangerous, and you don't want to go there. <sighs> I don't know. Me and Jackie love it here, and I think a part of it is the energy that we get—the people. people,
1: yes, because we have love.
0: And not only that, I've never, <laughs> I've never felt threatened or in, in any way ah, you know, thank in a place you. that possibly, you know, justified, <laughs> like very justified. But none of that, and not only that, you go to these districts like mobinang and yes, oh, beautiful, just like
1: wow it's it's, it's like
0: blowing yeah
1: up. it's like you're not even it's in south africa alive. yeah it's
0: really amazing
1: i mean look we, we we need to change the the landscape of things yeah we need to to grow with each other you know and we need to also be positive we yeah. can't always tell the negative negativity it's not going to take you anyway no but
0: but you can never forget at the same time yeah you know? and you should never forget should No, should never be
1: forgotten no i forgave you yes yeah, well it wasn't me yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I have no yes. african
0: blood in me yeah. whatsoever but yes. you know as, as a white guy my ancestors have a lot of sins as well and that's why we need gen- this generation and lawyers mm. like you to step up and start doing it because I think whoa, now things are so transparent
1: and look I'm not gonna lie like I got fine education compared to some South Africans you know it's not the best, but I got fine education, you know. Having, having to spend eight years growing up, you know, learning as well. I'm not going to say I was a nice person growing up, especially to white people, even though my school was like 97% white. Mm-hmm. Because I was, we were never taught how to, to deal with how white people have treated it. it has, like even in school, I was never taught how to love a white person. I had to live with it. Mm-hmm. And white people, we were enforced onto white people. Well, you see, we'll be being enforced. It's not happening organically or they're also not being taught that guys like, you know what, you'll be fine. But the Germans were actually quite nice, you know, eventually we all grew. Mm-hmm. But I mean, having such a good education, university got my degree. I mean, I was quite fortunate. I was very fortunate. Yeah. And to be sitting where I am today, you know, I'm, I'm still fortunate. So I'm quite thankful for it. There are a lot of people that dream of the education that I got mm-hmm. it's a dream to them it's a fable it's a story, It might never happen. You know there's no people s- staying in rural areas, yeah where literally your neighbor's like ah. they're far their their roads are not tied. It cannot be like that guys yeah, do something. let's empower each other. but what were black people taught from a very young age? There's no empowering each other we're going to destroy each other because that's what we were taught
0: yeah and i think that, that i think that brings up the, a, a good question to end on and thanks for coming on the show this yeah. has been uh we usually talk about people's stories but think this yeah is this is different. Important. yeah I think this is way more important and what well, does that have you back yeah on for no, like I'll come two you know it because I think a lot of people back home also deal with this too because we also have a lot of racism right now. And it's coming back. And actually, it's coming back everywhere. I feel
1: sorry for a black American shim. Oh, my Can God. Can I tell you what? With Oprah there, with one of the biggest musicians in the world, and you guys are still struggling. No, you're doing it deliberately. It, it, it's it's, no, very, it's, very it's strange. No, it's interesting. It's very strange. South Africa, down, down, down there. there. We are there. America's up there. <laughs> Even the economy's up there. But you're still struggling. This is something that doesn't make sense. Yeah, so I think
0: especially to coming because I grew because I grew up in a segregated white suburban area. I mean, it was integrated; people can come, but there's the, the wealth gap is still there. But oh. as someone that grew up in that and now has to, you know, not only cope with my ancestors' sins and the sins of my nation as a white man, and but also try to integrate and make things right.
1: Thank you very much.
0: Like, what what can we do? To help, is there anything that we can do? to Yeah, help?
1: guys, just be like. Can I tell you what? Thank you very much for saying that. Yeah. Not a lot of people will say that, and honestly, mean it. No, like for real. Thanks. Like they, no. Um, um, I've never heard a white person ask me this question. First things first. This is how I live my life. You need to accept the reason we don't achieve certain things in life, or the reason we we get blocks in life. It's because we do not want to accept. So firstly, accept what has happened. Accept what has been done. And once you can accept something, even in business, the moment you can accept something, you'll come up with a sol- solution. Mm-hmm. Everything. Oh, I've broken that glass. Oh, I'm, I'm going to accept it. Let me get it, bro. Yeah, let's move on. And let's accept. move on. You yeah. find a solution. So now, accept. So now, what are the solutions? That's what you need to ask yourself. And that's what you're asking me. What do I then do? I've accepted. First thing is first, forgive yourself. Like, forgive yourself for what you have done, how you have behaved in the past, and say, I'm starting afresh. Forgive what you have been taught. Forgive everything. And say, what do I start? It's in the small things that matter. I'm not saying go to a charity and donate it's everyday interaction. It's at work. Recognition. Giving people opportunities. People that deserve them. Not necessarily because they're black. Not because, because of BEE, Because it is the right thing to do. Be honest. Learn. Teach yourself. You're not animals. you are not barbaric. I was telling some guys today, I'm like, guys, they're white boys. I'm like, come with me too so we we'll become celebrities. I promise you, black people have got so much love to give. We are there. Come to us. We're not going to harm you. Do you understand? Let's mm. teach each other. Learn. Be, don't go, sorry to say this, don't go on toes <laughs> and be like, oh, click, oh, click, pictures. Oh, this is our like, oh, oh no, yeah. hey, don't go on toes.
0: I also like that you say, oh, I have to apologize. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like no, I yeah. Like, it's, you know, I'm not,
1: I'm not causing any beef or anything. You know? <laughs> but so, come on, you know? Yeah. No. No. Your local supermarket. Your co-worker. That CV, that black girl that applied. You know? It's not necessarily someone that you might know directly. You might know of someone... From someone who needs help. Do you understand? Yeah. We all belong to you. Like why? Why are you hiding opportunities from me? Yeah. No, open the doors. Learn. Education is key in anything.
0: Yeah. Like let it in. Let let the love in. Yes. And also give out love.
1: And yes, we know you also have anger because you blame the other white men for messing you up. It's okay. But forgive. And forgive them as well. We've we've forgiven you. But it hurts us because you keep on rejecting it. It hurts us because our efforts seem meaningless. We've we've came up with policies. We've came up with this. We are fighting. But you still reject, you know, even a small kid. Rejection, rejection is very painful. Another life lesson, rejection. A small kid, when you say no to a small kid and for something that they actually deserve, that moment that hurt you, you can't even explain it you you can't explain a feeling of rejection you cannot explain it. it it resonates with you years and years to come so now imagine you're imposing that on a whole nation of people still saying no on top of the fact that i didn't do anything and you're the wrong one must we banned no we're not gonna ban we're gonna move to the suburbs where you are we're gonna go to those private schools where you're hiding well come there. And then now you're saying, Oh no, I wanna move. Ah move then. This is Africa. This is the land of our people for our people. Even you, you're welcome. And look how much fun you're having, you make it. Oh, me. absolutely. <laughs> Every single day are you kidding me? <laughs> you know? It's true. It's true. You 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 open yourself. Yes, sometimes exposing one is not good because people will take advantage. But there's certain things that you need to learn in. South Africans why South Africans are scared of Soweto? Do you understand?
0: You're from America.
1: Mm-hmm. Why South Africans are scared of Soweto? What more about you if you're, a, if you're a visitor? Yeah. People that you're supposed to relate with don't even go to one of the biggest tourist, tourist attractions in the entire world. The most visited city was Johannesburg. Joburg, if, Joburg, if you come to Joburg, Joburg, people are coming all the way from there to Soweto you stay in Pakistan you stay in Sandton. you stay in your suburban house you know yeah. but you can't come to Soweto yes I know my brothers are killing black people are also damaged sorry to end this like this but black people are damaged black people were taught crime because I mean they had to fend for those themselves yeah. you know they didn't have jobs they were never they couldn't get jobs yeah. they resorted to crime so it's it's in us. That's why we're so corrupt. It's in us. It's embedded in our DNA. Yeah. And unfortunately, now, it has to be taken out, eradicated from our DNA and started fresh. Yes, black people are breaking into your houses. Yes, let us deal with that as well as black people. You know, But go. Come. We'll show you. Maybe if you had treated that guy better, he wouldn't have broken into your house. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe if you had hired his aunt or his mother maybe he wouldn't be breaking into your house. Yeah. Well, it's just... It's crazy. No, it, that,
0: it, it's exactly right. It's... But
1: please don't think that lions are roaming around in Joburg and that your office is not a safari. No, no, <laughs> no. Because no, apparently no. Like, people think this is like the lions everywhere. Seriously, I've heard this before. <laughs> no. It's true. I, have...
0: I think people have a very this misconception also is about the Africa. But this is...
1: I also, there's also a zoo here, ne? There are zoos in South Africa. <laughs> yeah.
0: Where you can go and see your Oh, lions yeah. Kruger National whatever. Park, like, yeah. you know.
1: And, I mean, look at the Kruger Park. It's owned by white people. Yeah. Who did it belong to? Black people. Saul Kesna, one of the most most well known millionaires in South Africa. He's not, he's a, I think he's a billionaire by now. He built something called Sun City, a mm-hmm. fake island. Well, fake. It's a fake island, actually. He built waves on dry land. Mm-hmm. He took land from the people. Do you know people around there, if you were to go and see how they live, you would swear there was no Sun City there. How many billionaires, millionaires go to Sun City for holiday? But yet, what do they pass?
0: The shacks and the slums and the...
1: Emptiness, there's there's no growth. Dry land, there there's nothing. It's just poverty everywhere. Poverty, 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 boom. There's money insanity. It's amazing, isn't it? You know? And it, it also shows you that we still have a long way to go. If I want to build generational wealth, I still need to find an investor. Where am I gonna find an investor? I don't have a wealthy uncle. Like other my, white people might have. I don't have that connection to get that loan for a hundred million to buy 10 buildings in Joburg yeah. and flip them into residential space and do this and do that and do that. You know, I don't have that. I don't have. So now where, how am I supposed to build that generational wealth? It literally is going to take maybe 20 of my generations, if not a hundred, just to even get to a mere fraction of that. But yet I'm going to achieve it. I'm going to do it. I have to. I have to. I need to start paving the way. And it's, it's also up to us as the youth, you know, as the upcoming generation,
0: to also instill
1: values in the ones that are coming up, you know, and to also teach. Rightfully so. Yes, we're all living, having fun. But there's some things, life lessons, that you need to carry with you in life that are going to help you immensely, you know, whether you're in Africa whether you're in Europe, mm-hmm. but even respect. Mm-hmm. Anyway, if mm-hmm. you respect someone, it just... It, it it changes the landscape it's everything something. yeah
0: and then you show that you have the love to give yeah humanity and you might just get it's it a,
1: we call it ubuntu ubuntu yes it's a zulu It's quite famous yeah it's like now the Hukuna matata what do you guys do yeah, because oh, yeah. what are you doing how can you <laughs> trademark a swahili phrase it's not even yours <laughs> I, I just is signed that called, petition. It's called
0: Disney, is no, Div- it? No, Disney. not. But where is it
1: from? America. I didn't no, like, I, I was from America. He started, like, garage. Is it one of those stories where oh, someone started in the garage? He
0: started making, like, But seriously, of Mouse
1: it's a Sahidi yeah. phrase. How can you? It's not. Can you see what's still happening? Can you see that even if it's not South Africa, apartheid still exists even there in the world? Yeah. People, sorry, people of white skin or well you know guys are not white but yeah but they still have privilege yeah and it's in the entire world yeah right it's not even in South Africa only it's in the entire world we are being hated we can't the Chinese are not hated anymore Japanese are not hated anymore you know except for Americans you know America yeah (laughs) but I mean they no longer hated. They made a name of them for themselves because they stood together, which is something that we like because we're always up for the pie because we never had the pie growing up. Yeah. You know, we always were told stories about the pie. Now we're seeing the pie. We're tasting the pie. It's nice. It's a nice pie. It's, it's a nice pie. pie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, come get some. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, I mean, it's happening everywhere and it's sad.
0: Yeah. Well, I... I really, really appreciate you coming it's on the show and talking. And I know this has been, we've, we've been talking for about yeah, hours. So I been, think it's two been hours been because ass. we did the interview <laughs> So we've been going on for a while, but, okay, so thanks for coming on the show. Yeah. This is, this and is great. This,
1: our conversation went, of course, we took a different route, you know. Yeah. And thank you for giving me an opportunity.
0: Of course.
1: To tell you how I see things. Guys, this is my personal yeah. um, observation. At the same time, I'm also being subjective when it comes to certain things. You know, yes, at certain places I'm being objective. Of course, but at the same no. time,
0: we we always need to hear different perspectives.
1: Yeah, and yeah, it's, it's not what very, you read very, in the important. history books.
0: It's very very important yes. to hear, and this is from. I mean, you lived here. You went through that yeah. transition. Yeah, and, and I'm still here, Goldberg. And, and you're you're gonna get that law degree and go do your thing. Thank you. And how cool is that? Thank you. So thanks for coming on the show. It's a And for everyone listening out there, I hope you enjoyed this one as much Thank as I did. Thank
1: you. Two, three, yes. four.
0: Thank you all for listening. This has been another episode of Oyster World Radio. And thanks again, Kuketsu Moushe, for coming on the show. We miss you. You're awesome. And go get that pie. Keep up to date on everything going on in the big sabbatical on Instagram at Nathan.Wanders and the blog of my partner in crime, Jackie Gishbacher, at GishOutofWater.com. Check out the links in the show description for more information. Special thanks to Charlie Milken for all of the oyster jams. Check them out on Spotify or at CharlieMilken.com. That's M-I-L. L I K I N. Don't forget to support the show on Patreon, P A T R E O, and at patreon.com forward slash Oyster World Radio. For only $5 a month, you get all of the behind the scenes, plus some unique travel tips, so don't miss out. Thanks again for tuning into Oyster World Radio. We'll be back in two weeks. But until then, this is Nathan Lieberman. Signing off. I can't take control of my life. If I'm too busy looking at the stars and thinking about our time that's gone by It's time for a change in my day-to-day scene time, to turn around from that clock. Face the mirror and change me. What I